Hello and welcome to episode 46 of El Danilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me are Sid and Nancy of the El Danilo world. Adam and Grace, nice to see you both. How are you both? Hello, nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to see you nice. Hey. Grace, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Tired, it's the end of, well, is it the end of the week or the week? Depends, we work for churches, don't we, so, so I think it's the end. We've got to say it's the start of the week. Oh, so I say it's the end of the week. I'm not. No. Yeah, yeah. Like but we're, we're all good Christian children, so we've all been to church today, right? So that's a. Except for me, because I slept then. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but it's my birthday weekend, so I, I've opted to lie Come on. In. Come on. Amazing. You've got, you got to do it for us, Adam. Lying because you can't. But exactly. you know what? Since normally I get to church at 8 a.m. when we um, are in the building, but pandemic life has meant I don't have to be at church yeah. till quarter to 10. That's a lie. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's quite substantial. So, you know, there are some positives. I don't want to stick around, but you know. <laughs> However, <laughs> it's a lifestyle to stick around. <laughs> nice, no, all good. It's all good. Adam, how was your birthday? It was good. It was really good. Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, I got to socially distancely see some people, um, which was nice. Uh, it was very nice. Uh, everyone was very generous and lovely. Uh, my girlfriend especially was set up a holiday kind of for me, which was dead nice. Uh, we also got to up. It was great. So in the morning, woke up and uh, she came around um, and put some balloons up. She baked a cake. That's on my Instagram if anyone wants to see it. Um, she baked a I three... did not see this. Did you see oh, great. It's a, th- a three-layer Where biscotti. Where is this? Where is this? It's today. It's, the f- it's Well, I posted it like yesterday or something. It's like the latest picture. Honestly, it looks yeah. so professional. <gasps> and it tastes so good. But like, it's, it's professional grade. Like, oh, I like it, pal. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. A lot of people have liked it. But I realise now, I only get a lot of likes on Instagram if Libby's involved in something. I'm the same. People are like Becky and I'm like, oh man, Becky's getting Instagram and leave me alone. No one likes me, they like Libby. But so yes, I woke up, she she got pastries from Little. Now if anyone knows me, knows I am a massive. Oh, she got a couple of toffee yum yums, chocolate croissants, pan of chocolates, normal croissants, almond twists. Just for two of you. It was incredible. I mean, it was. she also got some for, because Hannah Lid, our sister, came at 10 o'clock and so we let them have some of that was incredible. Yeah. Um, people made a video. You guys are on the video. You made a video. Um, yeah. Um, there's a segment on this video, which is of my mum and dad, Han and Lid. So I'm a mum and dad and sisters. And, um, and apparently it was 10 minutes long, the original video they sent Libby. And our Han had edited it down to five minutes. And honestly, it's brilliant because it's just... So my mum and I are killing themselves laughing. My dad's done. He's fed up. <laughs> and they're all like trying to start to sing Happy Birthday. And he's like, I've done my part. I've done my part. See you later. And he's not, he's not being grown. He just wants it to be good. <laughs> but like, that's the, that's the best phrase I've ever heard, yeah. My dad's done. <laughs> He's finished. He's like, oh, no. and he like walks off at one point to make himself a coffee, and it's just like, and because obviously we know our dad, so it's fine, and he's not really like grumpy in the mood. We he know just, our dad. He's just fed up. This <laughs> is brilliant. So that was really nice because it was like, it's just his vibe, just, like, being in the room with him. It is just his vibe, and he's a lovely man. But um, he was done, and uh, it was great. And um, so that that video was great. That video meant a lot to me. Um, it was that nice, and just yeah, things things like that were just wonderful. We went and got Taco Bell um, for lunch after meeting up with you and Beck, which was lovely again, lovely to say. And uh, just overall, just a brilliant day. You're a big fan of Taco Bell. Taco Bell is quite a rarity in this country. There aren't many of them in the country, mm. and we we're not sick of them. Like there are more in yeah, like I think, I suppose in America, like it's a bit more different because if they want really good Mexican food, especially if you're in Texas, just go to Mexico. Like it's literally a driveway and you don't need a passport to go. You need a passport <laughs> to get back I mean, in. They just, just popped to Mexico. But I feel like they could if they wanted they to. Did. I guarantee There's a snowstorm here, right? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you tell Cruz you do, yeah, and then you blame on your daughters and you throw them under the bus because you're actually scumbag. But wow. I mean, honestly, if I lived in Texas, I would just be like, no, no. If I lived in like the bottom of Texas, we forget how big Texas actually is. It's like twenty UKs. But like if I lived in like the bottom of Texas and I lived so close to Mexico, I'm not being funny. I think a weekend though. Like I want, I want some, I want some proper Mexican food. Not this Tex-Mex stuff. I want proper Mexican. I tell, I tell you now, when I went to California, I had the best Mexican mm. I've ever had, and I had the best Chinese I've ever had. And you know what? I'll never be able to go there again. <laughs> so I, I've said, you, you, you guys, both of you guys have been to America. I, mean, I haven't. Yeah. Um, and I've said, I said this to Libby, because Libby's been a few times as well. I said, I want a couple of different holidays in America. And one of the holidays I want is, you go for a week, a long week, you go for a week, and it's just for food. <laughs> literally, just a food holiday. That's all it ever is. If you ever go to America, yeah, that's all it is. is for. Like, one time I want to go for theme parks, one time for historical sites, one time food. Literally, every single takeaway. Okay, how crappy they all think it is. I want to go to McDonald's, I want to go to the KFC, I want to go to an Arby's, no, I want to go. No, 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 You don't want to go to those ones. No, I do. I literally the McDonald's, oh, it's big. No, but I want to go breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, I want to go every meal, takeaway. Super, everything. I want to go to Chick-fil-A. Oh, we didn't go, Chick-fil-A. man. Chick-fil-A. You want to go to Waffle House? See, I hop. I want to go to these places. Yeah. So it's just a week of eating food. And he's like, oh, a week's not long enough. I think like, it is. If you oh, just we went for 10 food. days and it wasn't long enough, you know. No, yeah. you need to like... I can't probably. believe we only went for 10. there's enough food to last you. Yeah. So that's, that's the dream one day. Because then I want to go to... I want a bar hard last. I don't know what one is. I want one. Oh, All what? the Americans listen to this and be like, it's literally trash. I don't care. A bar hard last. A bar hard last. 
I have a Mountain Dew thing, I think. I'm not even sure. I want a proper Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, well. we, we stocked up on Mountain Dews. Like, it, was, it was mad. It was... I want red flavor. I don't even know what it is. I want it. But the food, something about out there I found as well is like it's expensive, so it's expensive to live in California, but we obviously weren't living there, so the food was super cheap. It's obviously expensive to get there too. But like literally, we went to a, that Chinese restaurant, it cost us $15. I didn't understand. I was like, for two meals, I was like, come on. Absolutely. We went three times, we went three times, and we were only there for 10 days. <laughs> See, listen, every time I mention this, the first time I mention this, Luigi burst out laughing. I'm like, you're ridiculous. I've not enough time. So, but for food only, I feel like it would be. So, no, anyone, there's too much food in America to consume yeah. a week. But if anyone in America wants to invite us, <laughs> so we can just eat, and that's going to live with you, so we can just eat all week. So we can just eat. It's literally all I wanted. I feel like I'm destined to go back out, to be honest, just, just to sure. it. So, you know, sure. laughing, you're laughing. Mm-hmm. Come on, brilliant. But well, that's, that's all I talk about your birthday. Somehow we're talking about food in America, so. That's the way I always go. Bob my brain's on constantly. We, we haven't even asked Grace how she is. You know, we just totally. <laughs> we've just totally <laughs> got classic. Absolute classic. Well, did we? Actually, we've actually started this podcast a few times, so I can't even remember if we have all we have now. I'm like, a bit Oh, right, no, we do have to clear this up. Right, oh my days. Before I get actual hate mail. Right, Adam, but it's crybaby attitude about beans. <laughs> crybaby right. attitude. Because I was supported by your sisters on this. Yeah, but they're wrong. Um, Most people said you were right, most people say that's absolutely because beans are normal things that normal people consume. Matt, you consume beans. Yeah, I gotta be in the mood. Uh, my problem is beans in a pastry. You go to Greg's Rice. There's, there's an amazing amount of choice, and you flip and get the worst thing on the menu. Like <laughs> you get the choice of a five-year-old. Yeah, beans are great, but so is a steak bake. So is a sausage roll. So is a festive bake. So is a donut. No, a so roll. is a nice spot. Like, can, you know, like... can we just talk about right? No, 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 that you see being pushed around in a pram. What are they? Grabbing hold of like no tomorrow. A sausage roll. A sausage yeah. roll. A sausage roll. So that's for the kids. No mum is buying their kids a sausage, bean and cheese. Bake. That's going to be all over. No mum's doing that. They're handing them a child's sausage roll. Well, mum doesn't buy me anymore anyway. That's what the kids eat. Which my mum. <laughs> that's what the kids eat. <laughs> yeah, okay, so they're not getting... Yeah, absolutely. But at home, what are they eating? Beans. This is what I'm saying. It's not just an on-the-go thing. My, my issue is more just with beans in general. De facto beans. Not just beans on the go. Beans at home. <laughs> Did you get them? Beans. 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 Texas. De facto beans. De facto beans. But no, your opinion about beans in general is wrong, as everyone supported and clarified. And you eat no vegetables. You think it's you in the whole world, so you can't tell. No, no, no. I love vegetables. Name vegetables. Name vegetables. Name vegetables. Name vegetables. Name vegetables. Peppers. Love peppers. I love peppers. I don't like peppers. That's me. I don't like the texture. You don't eat strawberries. You've never eaten strawberries. Strawberries are shite. No, oh. Everyone loves them and they're rubbish. They're garbage. My goodness. You've also your trickle. I like strawberry flavored things, but the actual fruit, it's got ovaries on the outside. Right, baby. Can I just say, right? I actually didn't bring this up for you to attack Adam. I brought it up. It's my birthday weekend. I brought it up because you got a lot of people asking you if you had beans. Pancake. Right, I do not have beans on the pancake. It was a inappropriate joke. Inappropriate. <laughs> the amount of people messaging me being like, I cannot believe you have beans. I, oh my goodness, that's. Uh, and I was like, guys, I don't. However, though, real question: Would you have beans on no the pancake? It did. It did lead me to think that in Thank spoons, you. they. No, hold on. You're not. What am I going to say? Hasn't gone. Finish my sentence. Go on then. I don't need to know. Exactly. Yes, it is. Right. In, <laughs> in spoons, they have the. I think it's the American breakfast, which is an English breakfast with pancakes on the side. So clearly, spoons think that you can have beans with pancakes. They're, they're Scottish pancakes, though, so they're not. They're not proper. You know, English pancakes I feel are actually French pancakes, the crepes, which I think is what. The thin boy. Well, no. Thin boy. You wouldn't have beans on a thin boy with cheese. No, there's no place for any savoury product. Well, that's wrong. Oh, no, you're wrong. Great. Very, very wrong. On, on a thin boy. On you a get thin your chorizo. Yeah, yeah. You get your spinach. No. You get your cheese. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. Dutch pancake, oh, maple syrup. Good. Yeah. It's a really good savoury vehicle. I think one year we had um, my mum and dad made. I think my dad made, made prawns, oh, a white sauce in in a pancake, and it was gorgeous. It was incredible. In it. Yeah, they were in the pancakes and they were like all fold up. It was great. And also, hold on. You want to have savory things in a pancake? Duck pancakes? Crispy duck pancakes? Well, that's a different kind of pancake, isn't it? That's a savory yeah, pancake. It is, but at the same time. And that's a deliciously goodness Oh, it's good. It's a how good crispy duck pancakes situation. When they hand you that little wicker basket, oh. steamy little pancakes. Well, oh. Tell you what, welcome Sorry. to El Vanilla, the music podcast that argues about obscure food. <laughs> <laughs> so good. When we met up with Adam for his birthday, we only got to see him for five minutes, but I think me and Becky spent three minutes talking about the Chinese restaurant we haven't been able to go to for three years. <laughs> so, you know. Well, Grace, well, I'm just going to, let's leave it. So in summary, I don't eat Yeah, and we're not going to argue with this, but just tell us, this is going to be the last words, right? So do with it what you want. What What do you have on a pancake? Bacon and maple syrup. It's a winner. We, we won't talk about you just said nothing safe goes on a pancake because it's a bacon. On a thin pancake. So know, what do you, no, American, American fluffy pancakes with bacon cool. and maple syrup. So what do you put bacon. on thin, correct boys? Um, oh my goodness, I'm about to those ones. Absolutely, I think. Beans, but not oysters themselves because they're right. Beans and oysters, that's what I heard. Right, so we're in 1977. <laughs>
Cute like that. No more fan mail. Now you understand. Bingo just like beans. Honestly. Oh, I love me some hives. All of the mail is from Adam. Yeah. Thomas, how does beans make you wrong? Hello, Thomas. Amazing. Right. Well, food chat done. <laughs> that we got that way. Uh, we're talking about Never Mind the Bollocks by the Sex Pistols, uh, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. And that album came out in 1977. So, Adam, you're going to give us some history, right? A little bit of context about 77. And then I thought we'd also go into what is punk. We've done The Clash, haven't we? Which was also 77 around, around the time. But um, we're going to talk about uh, punk in general as well. So, just a couple of things that happened in 77. The last execution by Guillotine in France. It's a pretty interesting one. Um, yeah, I'm very, very punk if you think about it. The Guillotine used to execute the rich. So just, uh, very very sad as well. Elvis died. Rest in peace to the king. Uh, uh, passed away, obviously, on the toilet, famously. Um, and most importantly, I think, one of the most important events of the 20th century. Um, Star Wars Episode 4 was released, 1977. <laughs> the Space Western Epic. Um, that kicked off probably one of my favourite film franchises to ever exist. Film properties. Because that's how I've been talking a lot about Star Wars with Grace's wife. Grace's wife. Grace's wife. <laughs> um, and uh, we talk about Star Wars pretty much all the time. If it's not Star Wars, we talk about Marvel. Especially with one division being out the name. But Star Wars, how great. This thing that has been out since 77 is just this massive thing that we can just all enjoy. And uh, if you're not into Star Wars, just give it can a Can we just go around and say our favourite episodes? Just one word, just because we've gone too, around too many rap We've got to Make uh, episode three. Grace, your muses currently. I don't know how you ended up muses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one. <laughs> Fair play. It's a good one. Man, you think you're getting hate mail about beans, to tell you what. Uh, episode three for me as well. Tune in. That's why I love it. That's Skywalker. There are too many of them. What are we going to do? Die. That's what we're going to do. Incredible. That kid looks at him like, I'm so glad to see you. Master Skywalker, it's so good to see you. Tell you what, he doesn't know. Nope. I was saying, I know you said we shouldn't go on a break. I was saying to Libby on a walk the other day that, um, up until year seven, when I discovered um, that girls were a thing, I used to play Star Wars in the playground, and we used to reenact episode three, and it'd just be, you know, little twelve-year-old me screaming, "You are the chosen one!" I love you. Uh, Brilliant. And then uh, it still play Star Wars on the playground. But then I realised that, that, that girls would rather look at guys that play football and not go like this in the playground. So, so you yeah, were just looking for your pants, mate, pal. I was looking. I tell you, I don't like sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. Those are the Anyway, so Star Wars episode four, brilliant. Mark Hamill, shout out, love it. Anyway, most importantly for us to look at in 1977 is the development <laughs> and the explosion. Did you just give a shout out to someone who was never in a million years? You don't know how dare you? How dare you talk about Elvin Elo like that? Yeah, yeah. Do you know who we are? <laughs> if I tweet him, there's a highly likelihood that he will tweet back. He's very interactive that way. Shout out Mark Hamill. Shout out MH. One time, pour out your blue milk, Carrie Fisher. That's repeat. What? So most importantly for us to look at in 1977 is the development, the explosion of punk and the punk scene around the world because it was a worldwide thing, not just in the UK. So uh, music from groups like the Ramones, Iggy Pop, Chris's uh, favorite band, uh, the Clash, Elvis Costello, someone who we absolutely love. Very much. By the way, uh, the record, one of the records I got for my birthday was This Year's Model. Uh, gave that a spin on my new hi-fi that I got for my new table that I got for my birthday. Sounds great. One of the best albums we've ever done. This Year's Model, Elvis Costello, and whoever else. The attractions. Them. You forget that every time. Because they're not important. I'm just about Costello. I'm all about the Costello music, baby. Absolutely love it. Um, so what is punk? Now I might butcher this to any punks that are listening. I'm very sorry, but this was just some research I did. So, punk is a subculture which includes a wide range of You've already put it. That's it. Punk, <laughs> punk is a subculture. That's it. It is. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you see that, which includes a wide variety of different ideologies, fashion, art. So even within the umbrella term of punk, there are still different videos. You know, you've got straight edge punks, which are like, hey, don't do drugs, kids. They're bad, but also tear down capitalism. And then you've got other punks, which are like, do all the drugs, but also tear down capitalism. So, it's interesting. Uh, the main ethos of punk, though, across all these uh, kind of different ideologies, is non-conformity, anti-authoritarian, anti-consumerist, uh, not selling out. That's the big kind of term here, man. You can't sell out. How dare you be a sell out to them, man? You know what I mean? Um, and it all really kicked off in the mid '70s both in America and the UK. Uh, the music itself emerging from the late 60s garage rock and um, that was kind of coming about so just lads in their garages, 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 uh, garages, uh, American, I'm just longing to be there, I need a Baja blast. Um, so yeah, so late 1960s garage rock uh, and centres of rock, a punk rock uh, sprung up in places like New York, especially in uh, Greenwich Village, I think was a big centre for it, within New York, uh, also in London uh, and in Australia as well, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, they all kind of became these like epicentres of uh, punk. In New York especially, there was a rising growth in the punk movement uh, with music being intertwined with art such as the transgressive media of Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol of course did a lot of art um, for the punk movement um, and other kind of artists. Um, I'm mainly thinking 
I think Lou Reed and Velvet Underground, um, he did the famous banana um, for that, for example. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, kind of it. And in the UK, it was kind of really inspired by a lot of football chants as well. There's a lot of oi, punk and stuff like that. And there was loads of clubs springing up in, in London. Um, a lot of hooliganism so as well. In, in a lot of hooliganism, yeah, a lot of the fashion, you know, you've got Union Jacks and people shaving their heads, a lot of skinhead punk, um, wearing Doc Martens, some old army gear. Um, so it was very much sometimes taking things that may have been used by the, the authority, um, such as like army jackets, and then DIY, because there's a lot of DIY um, and do-it-yourself attitude in punk. So taking those things that may have been used by the man, you know, the Union Jack or something, and then reimagining it and making it something that can be worn and, and used as an expression and identity of punk. So dead interesting that it all kind of comes to a head in the 70s where, you know, all these bands start emerging and it really becomes, it, it grows quite quickly. So 75 just kind of skyrockets and then 77 is where we find ourselves with the Sex Pistols. They get signed uh, by EMI, I believe it is, um, and they kind of just explode and become this really big group both here and in America. And this is what we're going to talk about with their debut album, Then Mind the Olive, yep. called. That's it. It's interesting that that fashion then became fashionable for chaps in 2010. <laughs> it, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's like, it's like, it, I keep trying to like put myself back in 1977. Before you say Grace, I wasn't there. But, you know, <laughs> I've, but it's hard to listen to this and not have had the, the like all the years that have gone since. But if you're like there and you're like you're seeking all this like sexual freedom, all of this like anti-capitalist stuff, like um, I, I don't know, some, there's so many genres of punk, isn't there? I don't know, like that is definitely so it's hard to put a grasp on it. Yeah. But I mean, I can I can definitely stand up for some of those things that like you know the anti because mm-hmm. a lot of what we might go on to talk about. But like I don't really care about the Queen that much. I don't think it's that great. The Royals, you know, stuff like this. Um, I don't. I think that you know the government was was shafting a lot of poor communities in the 70s and 80s, um, and the working class communities. And I'm not for that either. So it's, it's interesting when we're getting into it because it's kind of been yeah. mis contrived again and then years of organised, isn't it? I think a lot of it has been romanticised, especially because we tend to, as, as our generations, look back on previous decades and be like, oh, wish I lived then, it'd be so cool to go and see the Sex Pistols live. But to live in Britain, especially in the 70s, very horrible. Everyone's on strike, everyone's unemployed, you know, people just don't have a good quality of life, especially in the North, but in parts of London as well. Um, you know, there are areas of London that aren't, aren't very rich and, and well off. So to live in the UK, especially in the mid 70s, you're going to be very angry, very frustrated, and a lot of the damage is being done by governments and being done by by those in authority. So you're gonna you're gonna kick off at them, and, and this is why art and music is so wonderful because it gives these people a chance to to have their voice heard, yeah. which is something that again we'll go on. To I about. guess like we've done the peace and love, and that didn't work. Mm. So you know we've got to do something else. You know I mean, the 60s is gone. My my mom and dad were into that. I'm not gonna be into that because I saw they didn't work. And it's not cool. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. Some notable albums from this year: Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, unbelievable album; Asia by Steely Dan, which I hope we get to talk about because the drumming is amazing. I'd love to, for you both to hear that. Um, my aim is true by Elvis Costello. Heroes by David Bowie. Uh, Rocket to Russia by The Ramones. Exodus by Bob Marley. The Clash. We looked at their album before. Um, their uh, self-titled album. News of the World by Queen. So Queen are bringing out We Are the Champions and We Will Rock You in this year, which is crazy, isn't it? Just like, yeah. it, it's funny to just, um, and I know there's a few Sex Pistols and um, Queen stories going around. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's really interesting. I'm looking forward to getting into this album. Shall we take a break and then we'll do it? Let's do it. Amazing. Well, welcome back from the break. We're going to talk about Nevermind the Bollocks by the Sex Pistols. And this is their only studio album. Uh, and it was released on the 28th of October, 1977 by Virgin Records. And so they, Adam was right, they were with EMI. They got dropped by EMI. They got picked up by another record company. They got dropped by them like the next day. It was like people were like paying them off and then going, oh crap, these are too, <laughs> these are too awful and controversial <laughs> to ever uh, have. And so they had like a few deals like that. And by the time they were like re- recording this material, um, and by the time they were ready to like have it come out, they've already sworn on live TV. Uh, they've been fired by these record labels. They've been banned from playing live in most parts of Britain. And so they had like a 20, um, a 20 gig tour booked and they only did like three dates in the end um, because people don't want to be associated with this band that are just so controversial and they're controversial for things that seem silly so when like we talked about Iggy Pop he was, he was violent and he was brutal and he was like being a Nazi <laughs> and these things that it's just really unacceptable <laughs> but really the Six Pistols were swearing on TV and they were just like like sticking it to the authority you know what I mean which is what they were anyway and yeah they did say some things but like bollocks isn't the most offensive word ever you know, you know what I mean all these things and so <laughs> yeah by the time it was ready to be released nobody would really have it on the shelves but it was still selling and it was still up the charts and it was beating Rod Stewart uh, to all of these accolades and it was really like um, this movement and this underground movement being like shifted right into the front end of things 
And so the band is fronted by Johnny Rotten, and he's got this like sneering, like half singing, half shouting delivery, and it's considered like game changing. People had never done that before. People had never sung like that before, heard anything like it. And so I think you know, we was one of thing about like kids never having heard stuff like this. But I bet it was like you know, when we listened to the Beatles, and we're like, wow, imagine hearing that for the first time. This is like the other end of that, and just something really similar. And so uh, yeah, so the the album was recorded by Johnny Rotten. Uh, they had a drummer for the whole time. And their bassist actually got sacked, and they had Sid Vicious, and Sid Vicious couldn't play bass, so they tried to get the other bass player in, and he didn't turn up. And so um, Steve Jones was the guitarist, and he played the bass and guitars on everything. And so it's really kind of this three piece band, um, and it's just a really interesting album and it's one of I mean, it's one of the best selling albums of all time and one of the most talked about albums of all time as well it's on our greatest uh greatest albums list right here so i wonder who wants to talk about it first uh grace do you want to go first <laughs> so <sorry. laughs> okay um i almost don't because i don't this is one of the ones like that i like to get the vibe from do you want to instead then i'm gonna because this could essentially be another hit, wow. so let's 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 go with the positives and um, <laughs> the music the instruments the music the recording love it great Absolutely great. So some incredible guitar. The drums, I think, are so good. Um, the bass, even though so Sid Vicious kind of tried to play some bits and then they just kind of overdubbed yeah. didn't he? And he's still like sometimes in the track, but not really. Um, but the, you know, basically, musically, as a punk rock record, it's, it's perfect. It's kind of edgy, it's loud, it's fun, it's a bit gritty in some places. Um, it's, it's in your face. It's, it's absolutely perfect, I think. And for that reason, definitely deserves to be on this list because I can imagine being a kid, you know, you, you hear this and you're like, oh, I could kind of give this a go. Some bits of it seem dead, uncomplicated. Like, there's some great guitar solos in it that are definitely skillful. But like just the, just the chords and the thrashing drums, as a kid in the 70s, you'd probably be watching and go, oh, I could give that a go in, you know, in a pub with my mates. It'd be dead fun to give that a go. Um, and that's kind of like the beauty of, of music like this. And I think the accessibility of it is what makes punk really good because it's for everyone, for the people. Um, guitar tone, like I was saying, really good. Uh, EMI is a good example of that. I really like that intro. It's just great. So, musically, perfect album. I think it's great. However, that I, was I a big hate, I, I, I hate punk singing like this. I didn't like it with The Clash, but at least with The Clash, there were some good moments and the backing vocals were really good. It? But this is just absolutely terrible. It's awful. The lyrics are, are just awful a lot of the time. Sometimes they, they say something good, but bodies. So bodies is, is about Ugh. it's about abortion essentially, um, but they just so I'm all for a woman's right to choose. That's my personal preference. You know, I'm not saying that I can't use it, so I don't really get a preference. But you know what I mean. Um, but this song is just it's obscene. It's not pro-abortion. I wasn't really sure what stance it was actually taking. Like, I thought because it's hard to hard to hear what he's saying. Often the f word all over. But like it's it actually so I looked it up. It's very kind of anti-abortion and and it's pretty anti-woman as well. It's um, interesting because Johnny Rotten's like it's not pro-abortion. It's not anti-abortion. It's just a statement, man. And he's very clever in what he says. However, yeah. it doesn't stand up because he's not actually saying anything. Exactly. Apart from yeah. F this and F that. And then in 2006, if this gives you a clue as to which way society views it, National Review magazine put the song at number eight at its list of the 50 greatest conservative rock songs. And I'm just like, if you're a punk, should you really be on a conservative list or anything? <laughs> Not really. And, and I just think like, and, and if that's, you know, Johnny Rotten's view, fair enough. So I read as well that it's based on a story of a woman that used to come and see Johnny Rotten. She, she was from a, a mental asylum. Um, there's probably a better way of saying that, but she, she was in a, an asylum and um, she like apparently turned up wearing just a clear plastic bag with a fetus in a bag, um, which is pretty grim. It's a pretty grim, you know, thing to, to think about. It's a pretty grim story. Um, and fair enough, you know, write, write a song about it, but just this song is just so horrible. And it just doesn't do anything. Um, and then and then that brings me to the man, you know, John Linden himself. He's just an absolute weapon. He's just a proper, proper weapon. Weapon. He's horrible. He's a mess of a human. So he, he's so contrarian about his views. So he's Trump, for example, so he's a Trump supporter and he lives in America. Is he a Trump supporter? Now. So at the beginning when Trump was like, I'm going to run, he was like, well, that's a joke. No one will support him. And what he says is so full of hate. So that's ridiculous. Then as soon as Trump comes into power or starts to get some momentum, John Linden goes on and says, oh, well, I like someone who shakes up the establishment. I like someone who shakes things up. He's just so contrarian. He did the same with Brexit. He was like, oh, no, it's ridiculous. And, you know, Brexit, you know, the European Union is fairly decent. And then as soon as Brexit kind of goes through or gets voted for, oh, well, the people have spoken and I'm a man of the people, so I absolutely love that. And I just think it's very disingenuous. <laughs> and he's just an absolute Muppet. I can't stand him. And like he's, so he's come out and said some good things about, you know, a private school shouldn't exist and no one should have a leg up on anyone and, you know, there should be some equality and the NHS is great. And then those are good things, but it doesn't. It doesn't kind of distract from the fact that he's an absolute tit who can't sing. So he's just a terrible political opinion. He's got a terrible, he doesn't know a singing voice, he just shouts and screams. And I just think he's an absolute mess of a human who never deserves to have a platform and hopefully doesn't have a platform for any much longer than. Do, do you know what, now? Like, as like, a, I don't know how old he was, but like a 20 year old kid on a first album, I think like, and which is like culturally just like massive and speaking for the people, whatever you think of the lyrics, like, yeah. But I, I don't know how people are still, I, I don't know how he's still got a voice. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's because like, he, he's pretty out of touch, man. And like, He's just not that nice a guy, and he doesn't say anything exactly what you just said. Like he just he goes backwards and forwards. I I, I think he's very clever. But I think he's clever in the same way as Nigel Farage is clever. You know what I mean? He might be clever, but he's not good for anyone. He's not good. He's good for himself. You know what I mean? And he just is willing to spin stuff to his own 
in a way. You know? Well, that, that's if we if we don't look at his political ideology and just look at the music that he to his him as a singer. It's it's just it's not my thing. Punk singer in general, I can't I can't listen to it. It's just ridiculous. So I think it distracts from the brilliant musicality of the album, the brilliant you know use of guitar and feedback and, and the drums. So they recorded the album, didn't they? Like live, and um, that's kind of how they, they recorded it. I think like as live as but I think that's how they wanted to record it. And, and I think it's brilliantly done, but it just it, it gets ruined. But I don't really like the Sex Pistols. If it wasn't is there, even is if there any punk like bands you like? Like, or is it just a genre you're not that into? As a genre, it's just like Elvis Costello, you can consider him punk, but it's kind of on the edge of it, like. It is, but this is why I think when we get to the 90s and 2000s, so the 90s, people try and reclaim punk and it becomes kind of grunge. And, you know, Nirvana, Kirk Cobain, yes, Kirk Cobain does the streaming, but, but he also had a really good voice. Green Day, they kind of like that 90s, early 90s punk, you know, regardless of what you think of them, he's got a good voice, Billy yeah. Joe Armstrong. I was going to call him Billy Joel Armstrong, which is definitely not nice. Um, and, you know, and then going into the 2000s, you've got pop punk, which is a different thing altogether. It's not as kind of into that. Well, I love that, you know, Mark Hopper's Tongue Along, um, the fellow from Newfound Glory, all of those have got great voices, but it's just the especially the British because I don't mind I mean I'm not really listening to the Ramones but I don't think they're too bad from what I have heard and it's just a little bit more palatable I think it might just be Johnny Johnny London Johnny Rotten and his I love how you call him Johnny Rotten you have to no because you know how he got that name you know the, no. so he got that name because he had really terrible dental hygiene and he just had like green teeth and someone went to my, you're rotten, you. And he's like, I like that. Which is kind of cool, but also at the same time, like awful. And he had dental work in like the mid 2000s because he was like, yeah, it's, all these teeth are really not good for me system. I'm like, well, yeah. Well, so, but I, yeah, he just, he's, he's uh, absolutely weapon. Yeah, yeah. I can't do you do know it. what I think about his singing, right? Is I, mm. I actually didn't mind it as much as you. In fact, I enjoyed this album way more than I thought I was going to. Um, but like, I, I've been listening to a lot of Oasis this week as well, right? And I was listening, listening to Rock, Rock and Roll Star. And I was like, you know, the way that Liam Gallagher sings that is a bit like Johnny Rotten. You know what I mean? It's, it's got like this this aggression, this anger to it. He like yeah. deliberately puts like syllables in places that are not there, or like you know the classic shine thing. It's like he really pulls out every like and like emphasizes bits that aren't really there in the birth and things like that. And I thought, you know, uh, Liam Gallagher's voice there is more like Johnny Rotten than it is like John Lennon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, you have to like, appreciate like just what he did for the next thirty years of music, but it doesn't mean you have to like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, fair enough. Any other thoughts? Just um, yeah, it's. it's... I'll just repeat myself. It's just it's a good, a musically good album. I think. I think the guitars and drums and that as a musical band, really, really good. I enjoyed that far more than I thought I would. Brilliant. Good stuff. Grace, what do you think? Okay, it's okay now. I see what I was going to say. <laughs> um, no, I agree. So I started listening to track one, obviously. Um, and I was like, okay, well, this is palatable. I'm on board with this. I think because you see this album everywhere, it's a massively influential album. And, you know, massive fan base and things like that. And so I thought, okay, this is going to be great. This is the first track. Yeah, music palatable. Can do this. Yeah, but that was deceptive. And I can see how people, like Adam was saying, musically great. And so because you've not got a clue what he's saying 90% of the time, until you Google the lyrics, you've got no idea what he's saying because he's just kind of mumbling some sort of nonsense. I can see how people might just listen to it thinking this is great, what a wonderful life I'm having, what a wonderful album I listen to, and just listen to it every day, but not really process what they listen to. I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the lyrics just, it's, it's very dark in places, very uncomfortable in places, and then in some places it's just pretty vile and horrible. Mm. Um, yeah, and particularly New York, I just thought that, that's an absolutely vile song, and I don't think it should exist. Um, yeah, and I think, considering that they had such a difficult time just over the words bollocks, and they were like in court and everything, yeah. over this word, could people not have paid a little bit more attention to the content of the songs, and maybe take some of the just because the lyrics of these songs are just vile and yeah he's very yeah like i'm saying anti-abortion anti-women just a bit minging and just horrible and yeah clearly not a nice person um and i think but as good as it is musically i do think it is all pretty samey though and i think that's typical of punk is that generally in an album a lot of the, the tracks are very very samey and difficult they become difficult to finish because you're just like oh i'll oh, skip this or oh, i'll skip it now i don't think i could finish a single song on this album um and yeah i agree with that i think there's a lot of tits in this band um <laughs> <laughs> and the only music that I could find about them is, like you suggested before, about their little Reddins McQueen. Yeah. And their and the obsession with McQueen, and apparently, um, Sid Vicious <laughs> and yelled at Freddie Mercury, um, saying, have you, have you brought ballet to the masses yet? To which Freddie responded, aren't you Simon Ferocious or something? So good. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Um, and then Johnny Rotten, <laughs> apparently this was funny. Um, Queen's producer had to have a word with the Sex Pistols engineer because apparently Johnny Rotten crawled in on all fours across the studio um, to the side of the piano, said, hello, Freddie, and then left again on all fours. Queen is such like a proper little band, like they're like proper adults, aren't they? You know what I mean? They're like an adult. They all act so proper. And these idiots just like yeah, like they have their moments, but they don't do any work. You know what I mean? They like they proper work. You know what I mean? It's funny. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because like it, it's like interesting. Like you're anti anti fascist. You're anti um 
establishment. Um, and- well, see, I don't, I don't think I believe that. I think that's a show. And I think what they actually mean is that they want their opinions to be their opinions, that they don't want to be told no. They want to stick it to the man in the sense that they don't want anyone to tell them no, and they don't want anyone to tell them because they're expressing themselves. And actually, their opinions are kind well, of... Well, this, this is what I was going to say, is like, you can't be anti-everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. like, you can't be anti-women. Like you, can't, uh, that's not you can't be anti-fascist but still be a racist you know, you know what I mean like yeah. that, that's where I kind of like get a bit lost in like all this it's kind of like it's immature you know what I mean it's just immaturity you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. Uh, would, would you like to know what I think I just know no, I, I, I was expectant to be negative and to hate it but honestly I loved a lot of it in fact I loved most of it like lyrically it's a bit aggressive and I'm not really it's not aggressive in the right word but some of the things we talked about like I'm, I'm not for at all but I can kind of I'm trying to look into a culture and see where they're coming from but then sometimes I'm like oh like what they said, like just anti-everything, do you know what I mean? Just like, um, so I thought like thematically it asks a lot of questions of people that need to give a lot of answers, you know, like some of that good stuff. Um, and, you know, anarchy in the UK, literally if that's where, if that's where you're at in 1977 and there's no, like, if there's no future, do you know what I mean? If there's no hope, like who's going to answer that stuff? So I think some of those questions are really good and politicians do need to be held accountable. Um, and I think it's, I think it's actually interesting that like, you know, anarchy in the UK and God Save the Queen are like the two biggest songs and we still have the royals and we still have the same government structures for the most part. And we have a conservative government, which we've had for, I mean, 10 years now or something like that. Which ain't for which ain't for any working class man really. Um, it's it's just so interesting that like the Sex Pistols were there and then gone like that. You know, it was just like almost like a flash in the pan. Apart from the culture that they then assessed, you know what I mean? It's like the earthquake and then you've got the tsunami that's carrying on. But the earthquake is finished and over. Whereas like politics and the royals, I, I think at some point you you would have thought in the seventies, oh this could be the end of the royals. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll get rid. And then Diana comes around and for ten years everyone loves her and they have this big spark again and like everyone loves them. And then she dies and it dips again. But then we still celebrated like the, the jubilees and everything in the two thousands. And really now we have this whole like Harry and Meghan thing. And for all that's going on around it, you can't really see the, the royals going anywhere anytime soon. You know? Yeah. Which is interesting anyway, just interesting to think about those cultures and where they come from in the, the hundreds of years one thing has been around for and then you know obviously Punk hasn't had that much time to do that, but um they, they just were flashing the pan really as a band. Mm-hmm. And so the album alone I thought sounded fantastic. I thought Steve Jones' guitar playing was amazing. Just yeah, so good. Cool. Like and his bass playing, the bass and guitars together. Obviously it's him playing it, so they're so in sync. And I thought the drums were amazing as well. I thought this is a sick sounding record. Um and I'm not sure these kids that were doing it knew what they were doing. And I think they're a little bit misrepresented. So I don't think Johnny Rotten is, because he's just got a big mouth. But I think the rest of them have become a little bit misrepresented as just like they were just kids making a killer album, loving drinking, loving causing a bit of like anarchy. But I don't, do you know what I mean? I think Johnny Rotten and like that whole thing is, has caught them up in something. But if we take it for what it is, I think it's something. I think it's a pretty special album, and um, I think it's it's fair to say that Malcolm McLaren is just anti music, their manager, and he just is the worst of a lot of them, really. And he's anti anything good, really. He never helped the Sex Pistols. He got them their record contract in the end, but he, t- he took a lot of money from them that they never got. You know what I mean? I, and really, I don't know what he gave gave them except for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you know, we've always talked about it. Johnny Rotten gets carried away with his own bravado, and he's clever, but he probably needs to shut up at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I mean, I don't dislike punk as much as you guys. I, I do enjoy. Punk, but I do have a problem with like just the lyrics and I did I remember liking the Clash's album though. I thought that, that had some more and like I said, music I agree with you musically, I think this is brilliant. I think I think maybe I'm just getting caught up in the in the Johnny Johnny Rotten tornado um and not not seeing the album for what it is. So I think that's probably my own uh, bias clouds in my own judgments because I do agree with you. I think like you said the guitar and the drums and the bass are really good, really special and really good um, and definitely worth. Well we've talked about morals way more than I thought we were going to. You know what I mean? And and I, yeah. I, I actually don't that's not a problem, but I don't know at what point we stop talking about moralistic issues and just go, man, man is sick. You know, you know what I mean? Like what what are we? And like I don't think we're people that can just say, Oh yeah, sick sounding and we don't we just ignore all the other things. Because I think that's that's not helpful to society. Um but at the same time, does it cloud, you know, does it cloud what a great sounding album is? Like if you ask the question what is an album and what makes a great album, we very quickly start talking about moralistic issues when I think we should be talking about other stuff. I mean, what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> but, you know, I just don't know. I don't have an answer. But I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's the end of that sentence. So, man. I think if you've gone to the extremes lyrically that they have done, I think that has to be talked about. I think you can't gloss over that with those great musically because then what's the limit? What can you get away with saying just if you've got a sick track behind it? That's a very good point, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. Grace, you've done it. So, you've sorted for us. I think that's a really good point, you know, because. Because you do need to hold people up to these standards, don't you? And we, we talk about, like, mm-hmm. a great album sees many generations inspired by it. We have many generations are inspired by lyrics like this. You know, like, I'm similar to Adam, not that I should have a say on abortion, but, but I'm not anti-abortion, you know what I mean? Um, and, and at the same time, like, 
it's pretty cruel to bring a kid into the world that isn't wanted. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cruel to bring it. You know, hell is hell is a place on earth for a lot of people. You know what I mean? It's a pretty, yes. it's a pretty terrible place to be. Um, and so, and there are a lot of people that live like wishing that today was their last day because it's really, it's really the grimmest life. You know what I mean? It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And so, why would you bring a kid into that? Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. So, I guess we have to talk about it. Um, but it's just interesting to talk about, it, isn't it? And try and figure out, yeah. try and figure out what an album is and what a good album is. You know, mm-hmm. my my favorite um Steve Jones quote. Do you want to hear it? Mm-hmm. He said, "I didn't ever care or want to play those wanky Beatles chords." And I was like, yeah, it's just interesting, isn't it? Now, on that, I heard that they kicked out their original bassist because he wouldn't stop talking. Like, the, the thing they talked about was, I oh, kept talking about the Beatles and he loved Paul McCartney, so we kicked them out. Yep. I just think that's dead funny. Like, like, you were saying, like, the hippie stuff didn't work and what your parents listened to in the 70s was awful and dead uncool. So your dad was dead into the Beatles and, was, like, and loved Magic Commissary talk, but then he's, that's boring. Why would you want to listen to Paul McCartney? So it's dead interesting now these, these kids in the 70s are so against almost what's been before and what was. It's cool. interesting because they, they, like, I watched this whole documentary on this album and they basically, like, you know, when you're in school and you don't, this was for me, like, I didn't know the answer in school, so I'd give a piffy, funny answer. And like, so I just play it off like, oh yeah, well, well, that's like what they did with every answer, do you know what I mean? And it's like, well, he talked about the Beatles all day, didn't he? So we kicked him out. It's like piffy and stupid. And they just did that the whole hour, do you know what I mean? That I watched the documentary. And really, like, there's probably something behind that. Um, but at the same time, this guy came up with all the riffs, or a lot of riffs, do you know what I mean? He yeah. came up with a lot of the songs. And really, like, Malcolm McLaren was just, he's just like, you know, I don't know, he just is a bad person. I was like playing them against each other. And really, they regret that he ever left. Because if he hadn't left, they probably would have made more albums. And let's be honest, Sid Vicious <laughs> is nobody's musical hero. Like, he's, he's, he can't play anything. You can't sing. You can't, you can't do anything. And really, it's a life wasted through not being able to control like some of the things that came with rock and roll, or two lives wasted for that matter. Um, <laughs> so I think Malcolm McLaren has a lot to, to live up to. And just like lyrically, I, you know, the I am, the I am an antichrist. I am the antichrist. I am an antichrist. Or whatever. Like I don't find that like I know without we do. But I'm like, yeah, we're all antichrist from, from day to day. We all do things that are antichrist. You know, we all do things that are like pretty terrible. Like it's not that shocking to to be a bad person sometimes and to try and be a good person the next. And I'm just like, they're just very like shallow. Like it's got a good melody in the end, so it's pretty catchy. But. Um, yeah, there's not much depth behind a lot of this stuff or a lot of thinking is there. But what do you expect from like kids who are just like, I don't know, that age? It's interesting, isn't it? There you go. Shall we take a break and then we'll compare it to Medicine at Midnight by the Foo Fighters? Foo Fighters. Brilliant. So welcome back. Let's compare uh, the Sex Pistols album with the Foo Fighters' Medicine at Midnight. And Medicine at Midnight is the 10th studio album by American rock band The Foo Fighters. And it was originally scheduled for 2020 and the album was delayed until 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, yeah. uh, there were three singles. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, there were three singles released, Shame, Shame, No Son of Mine and Waiting on a War. Um, and after releasing the ninth album, Concrete and Gold, they, that was in 2017, they went on tour and they went hard on it. Uh, and they basically took a break in then 2018. Uh, but Dave Grohl admits that he's not somebody that can take a break. He's not somebody who sits still for very long. And so that he ended up working on demos pretty soon uh, towards, <laughs> towards the end of that year, only like two months later or something. Um, or maybe like six months later. And so, um, yeah, so he started demoing, and in the end, like it started getting a bit weird when they were doing this collection of stuff. So they, they recorded the album in a large old house uh, from the 1940s uh, in Los Angeles. And the sessions, like they attribute to two things, um, was the the vibe um, being like pretty weird in the place that they were recording. Um, so they would be doing it there, but when they were doing it there, it also sounded great. And so this is a quote from Dave Grohl, right? I knew the vibes were definitely off, but it sounded effing amazing. Um, <laughs> we would come back to the studio the next day, and all the guitars would be detuned, which I'm not sure. Isn't it tune? You know, tune your guitar every day, kids. Uh, pet hate number one from here from Matt, a bass player that says, oh, my bass doesn't go out of tune. I'm not having it. Tune your bass. It's not true. Your bass does go out of tune. Tune it. And of course, all instruments go out of tune. That's the element. Every guitar is out of tune. But at least let's get them all in the same register, shall we? I hate that so much when a bass player says that. You say that, you're not the band. I'm not even, I'm not even messing around. Uh, anyway, back to the Roll quote. We would open up Pro Tools. I oh, know, I've gone too far. The guitars would be too tuned. All the settings on the mixing board would have gone back to zero. We would open up a Pro Tools session and tracks would be missing. There were some tracks that we put on there that we didn't even put on there, but just like weird open mic noises. Nobody playing an instrument or anything like that. Just an open Mike recording a room. Nice, weird. Spooky. Spooky. So I want to guys. Do you believe in ghosts? Ghosts are like the second shot of fame. <laughs> yeah. The ghosts from 1940s ghosts. I want to be on my record. <laughs> yes or no answers, Adam? Um, there are spiritual forces, yeah. Come on. Grace? No, I don't think so. 
Anyways, did you want to tell them? I just, I just rebuke them all with the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. If I hear a, a noise in the dark, I'm like, nope, Jesus, Jesus. In Jesus' yeah. name. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, you know, Grohl noted that they captured like unexplained video footage as well. Um, just just weird stuff. I did. I never had Dave Grohl as one of these um, no. ghost hunters, but here we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rest in peace. Derek Accorda. Something about being on the grave will be looking. Hey, Dave Grohl. Hey, this is another point, Adam. Did you ever listen to Pete Price when they did ghost stories? Every so often, oh, yeah. Man, Every so often. Just, please. There was one time some woman came on to and flooded Please, please, I've just seen a ghost. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Please, I've just seen a ghost. I've just seen me mouth. She's coming. Right. What, what did she look like? She looked like a monkey. That's what she just said. <laughs> what are you doing, you muffin? But this is the way you listen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he shouted the ghost, you're a no mark. You're a no mark. <laughs> Shut up. You're a no mark. Shut up. <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, no mark. <laughs> and I gotta say, right. I gotta say, it's been a while since we said Pete. Me carpet smells no, like. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not even funny. It's not even funny. Literally so funny. Anyway, imagine Dave Grohl just saying, Peace, we can't have it. Let's get past this. So, I, don't, I, I tell you what, I don't want to live in a world where Pete Price engages with Dave Grohl from the Free Fighters because that's a waste of Dave Grohl's time. Do you know what? I found out you can hire Pete Price for your parties, right? Oh, good Lord. If we in get, real life. Like, in real life. Guys, if we, get, if we get to 100 episodes, right? Let's do it live. Have a live event. Let's get Pete Price. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I can't be bothered with him. <laughs> I can't be bothered. Okay, we'll take that, we'll take that to the chair. We'll see I think, actually, I think that would be, to get his point of view on some music, I think that'd be dead funny. Let's see what we can do. Dream big, guys. Dream big. You aim for the stars, you might hit the moon, you know. So, not, yeah, I tell you what, P-Price is not amongst the stars. I'll tell you that much. You might think he is. Upper atmosphere, maybe. You're going to no-mark, these. You're going to no-mark. Pathetic. <laughs> right, let's talk about this Foo Fighters album. Uh, what do we think of it? Adam. Sam, just the preferences. I love the Foo Fighters. I, I can't believe Concrete and Gold was only 2017. I remember that. I thought it was much later. Um, love the Foo Fighters. I think they are possibly one of the best bands, one of my favourite bands. Um, Dave Grohl is just such an excellent musician. He seems like a really nice fella. Um, he's a good songwriter. Add that to um, list of fellas. Adam's got like a list of fellas. Dave Grohl, <laughs> really nice fella. He's a top fella. He's honestly top. <laughs> on that list. He's top banana. I tell you, he's just he's something special. Um, this album is really good. It's a different vibe, wasn't it? It's got the kind of sometimes disco um, vibe. Medicine at Midnight, the title track is mainly on um, kind of disco beat. I think not what you'd expect, but when you when you've been going since the kind of early 90s, 94, I think is when Foo Fighters started off. When you've been going since like 94, you need, you need to try different things. It can't just all be balls to the wall, rock and roll. Some of it's, you know, takes change. You know, you grow, you mature. You know, you're not just the, the kid from Seattle or wherever you're from. So, um, yeah, you know, and I think they pull off. I don't think, you know, it's, it's not the best song on the album, Medicine of Midnight, but um, it's not terrible. And they've earned the right to try some new sounds, I think. And, and I think they pull off to a reasonable degree, but the songs that they really excel, I'm thinking mainly Waiting on a War, uh, which is my favourite, just like the end's amazing. I think where they excel is that rock and roll kind of anthemic. It's, a, it's, in, a, it's in a big concert, it's in a stadium. I think they do really well there. Um, and I'm going to say, big shout out to Taylor Hawkins, the drummer. Um, for sure, one of the best modern rock drummers uh, about. And I think in years to come, we will put him in that kind of Hall of Fame with Ringo, with uh, you know, Buddy Rich, with you know, all the other greats. It's not hard um, anymore because everyone uses drum machines. Yeah, but Taylor Hawkins doesn't. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and he's, he's authentic. And I just think he's brilliant. And when, I mean, I watched a few interviews where people are like, to Taylor Hawkins, so what's it like being in a band, being in a band with Dave Roll, who is also an incredible drummer? Like, how does, how does that feel? And Dave Roll always intends to go, Taylor's one of the best drummers I've ever worked with. And so I just think it's just an incredible band. They do so well. Taylor Hawkins is amazing. Um, his energy, his grooves, the grooves on this album are great. And you know, it's a different genre of music for him to play. And I think he does it really well. Um, when it is the disco beats. So all in all, love this album. I think it's great. I'll be listening to it more and more because I absolutely love the Foo Fighters. I think uh, they don't make, and they can they could release whatever they wanted, and I'd still probably really enjoy it. <laughs> I love Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl just did voice notes, and it's just him and how it's doing guitar. I'd be like, I'll take Grohl anymore. His voice, it's just the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a word. Get a word. <laughs> Kurt, is in the room. Kurt's in the room. Kurt's with us. Have you listened to that podcast? Is that where you got that from? No. The, um, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me look this up quickly. I just watched Bill yeah. Oh, I love Bill I just watched the episode where there's like a medium, there's mediums on board, and with Captain Lou, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, your mother's here, she's dead, isn't she? And he's like, no. She's like, oh, no, it's not your mum, it's, um, it's your wife, your wife? No. 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 <laughs> oh, That's um, so Clinton Baptiste Paranormal Podcast. Who's you ever heard Baptiste? about it? So he, he's know. the guy that writes with Peter Kay, right? Um, and so he, he pretends to be like a paranormal expert. Yeah. I was like, I'll get away. I'll get away. That was spot on. That impression. So that character, this is a very UK thing, but if you're, if you're not in the UK and you don't know what this is, you've got to search. It's from Peter Kay's Phoenix Nights. And, um, and this character is like a medium, and he's like, working in the room, and he's like, I'm getting away. You've got a disease, haven't you? And he's like, he's obviously a fake. And then he stands in front of this one fella. He needs to watch it. He stands in front of one fella. He goes, I'm getting away. Paranormal fella, by that time. Paranormal fella. <laughs> I'm getting away. Nonce. <laughs> 
which is another word for Peter Fowl. And this fellow's like, you're massive. And obviously, it's like fake, and it's all the part of the sketch, Channel 4 comedy sketch. But like, it's just so, it's so funny. Yeah, Channel 4 and it's fine. Like, it's just, it's just so funny. Do you know what? When we moved to Manchester, we joined this connect group, right? So, Christian talks to a small group meets midweek, and it's like your little community group that you talk to, and we were quite new to it. And he said, come to our event, we're watching Phoenix Nights, and we're watching it all day, and we're going to get Corian in the evening. Great. I've never seen Phoenix Nights, right? It's pretty rude. It is. And you know what? It was not. It was not suitable for a Christian Bible study group. It was so. Have they seen it before? No one had ever seen it before. They just thought, "Oh, okay, this will be great." And like scenes like I just said, then we're coming up and people were like actually gasping in the room. It is funny though, Phoenix. I mean, I've not seen many episodes, but like the few clips that I've seen are just hilarious. I was having a great time. Did they keep it on that? Like, I remember going for Korean evenings. They must. I think maybe we start playing games instead or something. That's probably what happens. One year in a youth retreat, we watched a film that no one had checked, and it was like this woman gets kidnapped and like beaten. She's honestly horrific. We should do. We should do like Christian. Christian horror stories, not like actual horror stories, but you know what I mean? Like the things that, the things that <laughs> happen when you're like, right, sorry, I was here, right, so I can't believe this happened. You know what I mean? That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. The film just finished and the university just went, go to bed. <laughs> just went to bed. <laughs> go to bed, make sure you lock the door. Don't let anyone in. <laughs> amazing. Uh, great. I, I'm not sure where we're up to, but Grace, do you want to tell us what you think <laughs> of this album? Um, pretty much the same vibe. Adam, we're on the same wavelength tonight, Val. Love it. Um, yeah, first three seconds and I was sold. I was like, I'm all in. Absolutely on this train. Vibing. Um, yeah, just such a nice, a little, a little breath of fresh air after, after Sex Pistols album. Um, but I agree with Adam, it's much more of like a, you know, we're mature now. It's not their like traditional stuff that you know, the best stuff that they're well known for, but they're not that age anymore. They've grown up, they've matured. Like the Arctic Monkeys, their sounds changed over time because of course they've aged, they've changed, life moves on. Um, but it's still, it's, I mean, it's, it's still great music. It's different, but it's great. Um, and some highlights, Holding Poison, great fills, great breaks, just solid grooving all the way through. Um, no sort of mine. Chasing Birds, Chasing Birds compared to those two is like such a change of scenery. I don't know how to put it. Um, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We're on a roller coaster. And we're now, we're now on the street. There's no exciting ups and downs. It's okay though. The adrenaline's still pumping and I'm enjoying it. Um, I will say that the last one, Love Dies Young, it feels a little bit sort of like, like mainstreamy, a little bit too poppy for my life. It feels a little bit out of place on this album. Haven't you gone punk? I tell you what, you call it yeah. off the mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does. Like if you were to like if you were to only listen to this track, you'd never be like, oh yeah, Free Fighters. Would you? Like that's just it's not. It's just I don't know. It feels pretty out of place. Um, but the rest of it absolutely solid, and I'm here for the whole thing. I'm, I'm absolutely vibing with the look. Amazing, so good. You know what I thought about this album? This is a great album, and you can hear that this is a band who are on their tenth album. And a band that are on the first album, like the two that we compared today. And you can, like the Foo Fighters, they're like seasoned professionals. I know they've been professionals yeah. the whole time, but they like are seasoned rock stars at this point. They're pulling out all the tricks. They've got melodic hooks everywhere, funky beats, great orchestration, great sounding guitars. Everything sounds great. Songwriting's brilliant. Shame Shame is great. Everything is under five minutes. Nothing sounds the same. It's great. Like they literally yeah. smash out of the park. Waiting. What, something I didn't notice is that Dave Grohl's holding back a little bit sometimes. This mm-hmm. feels like a new thing for me. And then, um, so you got like waiting for a war. And they're biding the time. They're like, we know how to do this now. You know what I mean? We've done the stadiums. We know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, the tempo change comes and they're rocking out. And it's so <laughs> clever. It's an awesome album. It's an awesome trick. It's completely meant. There's no like, they haven't, like, they're not bumbling kids in this. They're just like, we are rock stars. They're not done. They're not done. They're not done. Sometimes I come across like I hate rock. Maybe it's because I say, I hate rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hard I rock. said it pretty explicitly last, last week with ACDC. And I say, hard rock is pretty whack. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, like I say, these two albums are right on my street. So what is about them? Don't know what they have in common. But um, I tell you now, yeah, I enjoyed the music this week. Really enjoyed it. And I'm not always, I, tell, I mean, the Foo Fighters are going to be one of the best bands of all time, right? I think I'm taking them for granted these days, you know what I mean? Need to, uh... I, don't think, yeah, I don't think they get a lot of credit these days. I suppose they haven't released a lot recently. But no. People forget about them. But we've listened to a lot of crap music this year, you yeah. know what I mean? And this is good. It's a lot of garbage. Yeah. It's only February. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay, would you rather, Adam, mm. the Foo Fighters or the Sex Pistols? I mean, I would rather the Foo Fighters. I think that kind of goes without saying. I just think they're, they're, just, they're just brilliant. Real. Yeah. Grace? Foo Fighters. Yeah. Do you know what? I was going to say the Sex Pistols, and I think you've convinced me that it's the Foo Fighters instead. Mm, absolutely. Uh, so it's hard, isn't it? It's the lyrical content, Grace. I think you're always going to win on this argument. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Okay, let's rate the Sex Pistols album. Asm. Mm. Um, I'm going to go with a 4.2. Wow. Because I do think musically it's outstanding. It is just the the singing that really lets it down. But musically, I think it's incredible. Like you were saying, Matt. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to rate it high because I can't really let my I can't let the singing really put it down too much. Yeah, I think. yeah brilliant. Mm. Grace, do you hold the same opinion? No, the 2.5. 2.5. Down the middle. Yeah, they let themselves down. 
someone else was singing over the top belter. I do, I do wonder, like, I think even if the lyrics were the same, if it was just a different singer, someone would be better. It might even do better for me, I might even enjoy it a bit more, but... Yeah. If a lot of the lyrics are different. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Imagine Dave Grohl, frontman. It could be less, like, homophobic and racism. That's yeah, crazy, you've got a point, haven't you? There is yeah. that. Like, the F-bomb, I'm not, like... like oh, I don't mind that. The, the homophobic F-bomb. I mind that. Yeah. <laughs> the other F-bomb's fine, but that, that one, I'm not. Homophobic. But some words are just words, aren't they? And we get offended by words for no reason. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, you were sat on the fence in that way. No, but, okay, so it's a derogatory term for somebody, yeah. Well, some words, like you say, some words are just words that we get offended by when we shouldn't. You know, but there are some words that have a history and a weight to them, which I absolutely mean should not be said by anyone. I don't know why we start talking about that, because we're not going to do justice, so... The etymology, right? <laughs> the etymology, the etymology. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Mm. I, I came close to giving this a 5, I'll be honest. That's such a math thing to do. Is it, yeah? <laughs> such a math thing to do. <laughs> You've rated quite a few albums of 5, though. Like, it's yeah. Been... yeah, not on this list. <laughs> on the last list, yeah. It was <laughs> like uh... the last one where every album made it Hall of Fame. Yeah, remember when we used to um, count how many times we'd say the Beatles? Well, this, this episode, we've matured, haven't we? I've squashed out of it. Oh, it was you, was it? Everything goes, Grace claims. Guys, do you know what time it is? Go on. What time? It's time to do some quizzing. It never fails to make me laugh. And you know what? This week, when we put out the Instagram little taster, I'm just putting the jingle out and just dancing to it. That's all that's going on. That's it. It surprises me every time that I hear our names in it, Matt. Because I like, forget that it's not a real song, and then our names uh, just uh, excuse me. Like, not a real that's song. So nice. That, that's honestly like a really nice thing for you to say. Like you think it's like a proper professional song. <laughs> just like vibing along and I'm like, whoa, that's nice. Look at the stars, Adam. Look at how they shine for you. Come on. Oh, I like Raise that. your head, Isaac. Um, that was funny right. if you don't call this one. I'm thinking of a word. That word is nuts. How many songs can you have? Uh, right, so I thought we wouldn't have to put explicit on the front of a podcast, remember that? I don't know the word nuts. Uh, right, I don't, oh my god, someone called you that as a joke once and you hit the yeah. roof. It wasn't someone, it was you. You called me once. <laughs> and yes, I did. It's someone. not a nice thing to call someone unless I'm calling it someone, and that's fine. Someone. Unless you're calling me. Someone, I hit someone once, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Someone once. It was you. Well, of course I know him. It was me. I have to check the pub. We actually put the E in front of him. Yeah, I know. I have to click oh, actually. Yeah, that's the way it works. You know what I mean? You could just wind your little neck. Oh, it's always a little nice. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This will come back to bite us. I mean, you were the one who started. Yeah, you said you called Iggy Pop a tit 27 times. Tit is a female and male anatomy body part. Is it, yeah? There's others that if we said on this, it wouldn't be appropriate. (laughs) Adam. Right, anyway. We've got to think (laughs) of a word. So. We're going to go a bit difficult first. Okay. There are are songs with this word. Oh, is that going to be a ridiculous one? Okay, so the first one, a bit difficult. We're going to go with the word twist. Okay, ready? Heads. I haven't got a coin, I'm just going to go Matt first. I'm probably getting a coin, so Matt, you're going first. Twist is the word. Matt, give us a word. Twist and shout. No, so that's the only one I had. Oh, um, do, do the twist. Sure. Twister. Who by? That, you know that famous song, Twister. Nah, that, I'm, I'm not sure if you sing it. I don't like singles, I guess. Ah, no, absolutely not. I don't know. I don't have one. Hey. One nil to grace. What's the overall score? It's two nil to grace. It's about five nil. Two nil to grace. Did you even have a song called Twister there? Me? Yeah. See, this is a farce, man. You don't know. You've made it up. You've made it up. You're just hoping that I've just Googled it. Neji. Yeah, but you, no, because you didn't know that was a song. No, I didn't, but I don't believe Adam had Neji on his list. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, some of the ones you're going to have were Wilbury Twist, uh, Simple Twist of Fate, oh. Playground Twist, Twist of Cain, The Twist, The Lose Your Inhibitions Twist, Lovers Like a Twist, Dear Lady Twist, Peppermint Twist, etc. etc. So, you've got to have a name. Um, well, well, well done, done Grace. Thank so. you. <laughs> this game really does have a short shelf life. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> um, actually, hold on. Imagine we just do five rounds of it because you win five now. Imagine. That'd be stunning. Wipe the floor with you. Okay. The word is up. Grace, you're going to go first. Songs with the word up in the title. Beaming me up. Goodbye. Pink. Okay. Up. Upside down. Nice. Nice. Uptown funk. Nice. Does Cardi B have a song called Up? No, it's gone. I don't, I don't know. Stop. <laughs> well, I think she does. No. Okay, we're going to put the game on pause for a second whilst we, uh, whilst we look at that. I gave the li- Up oh, and said the artist. Sorry, I mean. 
Hot Beatles have a song called Up. Grace Brown's Eve. Um, shut up, shut up and drive. Nice. Nice, nice. Um, wake me up. Nice. Up and away. Who by? Nice. No. Oris, what do you say? <laughs> I haven't got it. Hey. Oh. I'm going to wake up with you. Oh, bravado, oh. bravado. It's hey, hey, that's it. Some, uh, some examples. You've got Tangled Up in Blue. Uh, oh. Pump up the volume. Give it up. Casey and Sunshine Band. Never heard of them. That's it. Pump up the jam. Running up that hill. Pump up the jam. Wade up. Hung up. Find me down All those ones. There's a good few there. So. If only you could have said one of them, Grace. Oh, wow, so okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Twitter. When you said upside, upside, uptown funk, upside funk, that's nothing. Well, I was like, I, 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 I wonder get away with it. Because like you said upside down first, and I was like, well, but I thought, you know what, no, because up is very difficult, so I, I thought I'd give you that. So, so I was about to go through the up soundtrack. Right, straight up. This one. This one's a big one, this is an easy one. Ah. So you, you've got a lot to work with. Ah, no. yeah, but you say this, but then your mind goes blank. Songs, oh, sorry, it's good. Sorry, it's good. <laughs> so songs with the word or letter U. Now I will accept the letter U when it's being used for the word U. I will not accept you just using one because it's got the letter U in it. You know what I mean? So, so the word U, why are you? However, if you have a song where the letter U is representing the word U, I will accept that. Okay? So, Matt, you're going first. The word is U. Give us a word. Um, shape of you. Nice. It's all about you. Nice. Someone you loved. Nice. If, if you see Kate. Who by? I'm at Okay. Don't come at me. It's real. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, say you won't let go. Nice. What am I um, I love you. I love you. You don't know why I you're shy. <laughs> I'm going to need some more substantial than that. I love you. So many songs called I love you. You. I love you. Oh, that is classic. I love you, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Let's carry on. I've got it on. Come on. Come on. I bet you look good on that as well. Come on. Uh, you make me feel like an actual woman. Nice, nice. Come on. P.S. I love you. Oh, hello. You and I. You, you and I. All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> oh, stop. We're going to season up. Mario. Oh, come on. Guys, I'm sorry so much. This is... uh, letter to you by Bruce. Nice. P.S. I love you. Oh, that's been said. Ah! What? That's a letter. That's a P.S. I love you. It is. So with that, Matt takes this one. Oh, I'm so bothered. Does that mean it's two one overall? No, it's two one. Two one. Two one. Another one. Bad, 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 two, oh, two thank one. you. Next. <laughs> so there was a lot of classic ones. There's so many. Out, you know what I mean? Um, there's that many though. All you need is love. We will rock you. Wish you were here. Got my mind set on you. With or without you, you shook me all night long. Oh, Run to you. You really got me. I need you. You would give love a bad name. Without you, got to get you into my life. There's so so many. Chris, how did um, you not get any? Yeah, just, your mind goes blank. It's I was like, there's too much choice. Yeah, you both did I, well there. I, I, was I was impressed by that, to be honest. You did good, Chris. You did good. Uh, you did good, Chris. You did good. <laughs> well, as it stands, it's uh, Matt Clore and one back. It's 2-1 to Grace. Um, but Matt Clore and one back there, so for that. you got to make it interesting, you know. I, said, I, I, I let you go 2 nil ahead, just to make it interesting. <laughs> it's, awesome. uh, it's Istanbul all over again. I mean, I'm not even a little fan. Chris Tambor right here. Chris Tambor, love it. So that right there, ladies and gentlemen, let's give us a word. Quiz Tambor, that's what it would be, wouldn't it? Ooh, I love it. Quiz Tambor, I'm a bit late on that one, but that's what it would be. Hey, mate, give us a word. Give us a word. Give us a word. Give us a word. Matt, give us a word. Grace, give us a word. Give us a word. Give us a word. Mate, give us a word. Hey, mate, give us a word. Oi, mate, give us a word. Hey, are you going to give me a word or not? Give us a word. Oh, I just want a word so bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're back to the Foo album. <laughs> Amazing. So good. Well, do you want to know what next week's albums are? Yes, please. Absolutely. Guys, we're, we're going big. Oh, uh, Frank Ocean, Blonde. Oh. <laughs> I picked it up too much. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> um, and Conflict of Interest by Getz. That's where we're going. Okay. Guys, yes. yeah. it's going to be an interesting week. The rock is gone. We've had two weeks of rock, then we're back in to the pop and hip hop. Right where we belong. Right right in our wheelhouse. <laughs> Love experience talking about it. Yeah. When I was growing up in the ghetto with Gets, you know. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, my favourite scrubs joke is um, about growing up in the Sesame Street or something like that. I, I grew up on the street. I'm not the ghetto. Sesame Street. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I like that joke where someone says, I grew up on the ghetto. That's, that's another good one as well. That's, that's <laughs> scrubs. Where... I'm going to rewatch that. What a great scene. It's great, isn't it? What a show the feels. Honestly. Amazing. Well, <laughs> so, it's when they like slow it down in like the last season. Oh. Oh. Guys, you know if things, you know, hopefully things are going to get better, right? Get better every day. But if it gets worse, right? Want to do a scrub? A scrub watch along? Absolutely. Come on. That'd be good. I, I mean, we're going to be on Disney Plus. I think it's on Channel Four. All of it. 
I yeah, I think, I, got, right. I think without the adverts, it might be able to see Disney Plus is just a quiet star, so I think it's all on there. Just nice. nice. I, guess, I, I just said that as if like we would be able to watch things together after the pandemic's over. <laughs> but you know, we could just meet up and watch it too. Yeah, I mean, we did yeah. Game of Thrones and that was, that was exciting. Oh, you love that, Grace. Oh, honestly, it was still sad. Well, we did go like every Monday and it was great, wasn't it? It was nice. It was, it was, it was great for the friendship. It was really fun. I like guys. Good times. It's got very sad then. <laughs> 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 Maybe Game of Thrones was absolute shite at the end, I tell you. <laughs> I talk about disappointments. Oh, oh my god, it was that last season. Isn't it funny how Game of Thrones? Sorry, I know we're going to end in a moment, yeah. but just to, just, to, just to bring it back to culture. Just to talk about something else again. Sure. <laughs> just, to, just to go off for about an hour, no, very quickly. Isn't it interesting how Game of Thrones was all anyone could talk about, including myself, for like three years, and now no one talks about it ever? That was how bad the last season was. No one even talked <laughs> like, about it anymore. And do you know what? No one, like everyone's forgot it exists almost. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. And people were obsessed. People named their daughter Khaleesi. Didn't age well. No. <laughs> people named their daughter Cersei. That's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> and then she had to walk down the street naked. You know what I mean? Shit. <laughs> So, so that was, it was good at that, that was right, it was good though, that season. Well, I, I used to watch Game of Thrones really often, like all the way through, I used to love watching it. But I, I said to Beck, I'm still not at the point where I can watch it, because that really hurt that last season. So, I, um, sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> like so, It did, I've never felt, I don't know, yeah. Oh. I, just, I don't know, like not often, I'm going to say something really stupid, but not often does my hope go, you know what I mean? Or I feel disappointed, I'm quite optimistic <laughs> as a person these days. But, the last... but I tell you, when we watched that together, I was like, I don't even know if I can say something positive when this finishes. <laughs> So a story for you, Matt. Christmas, I bought yep. you the game Risk, didn't I? And there's oh, different yeah. versions of Risk. You can get like a Star Wars one, but you can also get a Game of Thrones one. And I text Becky and I was like, oh, thinking about getting Matt the game. Am I might get him a Game of Thrones Risk. Do you think he'd like that? I think he'd be really into it. And Becky actually texted me saying, no, he's not over the last season yet. Yeah, I not... wouldn't get him that version. So that's why you got the original. I mean, that probably would have forced me into watching it again. That might have been the thing that got me there. But I'm not over it. I'm not over it. Yeah. So, <laughs> there was a lot of horrific things I watched. I tell you, right, this is the last story I tell. But um, <laughs> Grace, you've only seen the last season, right? Yeah. So in the first episode, right, this young girl gets taken. She has to force marry this guy, right? Terrible. And then she has to sleep with him under the stars. Terrible, right? A little girl. No, not a little girl. She's like sixteen. But yeah, you know, it's like that kind of world, you know. Um, not that it's okay. And there's people just shouting in the background. Not, not. That's basically no, not really. Not bad advice. Anyway, so like someone said, Mike, go start watching the show. You'll really love it. So I put it on, and then I forget that Becky is having a haircut, right? But she's having it done by a woman who's coming around the house. She's got a home hairdresser. Oh no. Right. They come in as this man is undressing this girl, right? And I'm just there sitting on the couch like, man, this is, this is pretty heavy stuff, this. And then I'm like, because I remember then in the moment, I'm like panic switching it off. And I just look really guilty. I'm really awkward. And, and it was just the worst thing. So anyway, it was awkward. I said, no, I can't explain. Watch this with me. Did, didn't help to that, really. Still need to get to like season three before Beck was like, oh, I quite, I like that Jon Snow. But anyway, cool. Well, shall we start to end the podcast? Mm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for listening. Why don't you subscribe to the podcast? You can follow us on Instagram at Elvenilo. I'm at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, your handle is? At Adam Courtney 95. Go and check out Adam's cake because it looks great. <laughs> Grace, your handle is? At Grace underscore Solomons. Brilliant. There's no cakes there, but there are dogs. Exactly. So what more could you want? Swings and roundabouts. You know. that's, that's it. There's swings, there's roundabouts, there's dogs and there's cakes. What more could you ask for? Uh, go grab a t-shirt or a hoodie on Teespring. They, they look great. Grace, you're wearing one right now. Repping the brand right now. Tell us how great you feel. I feel like I'm being hugged by a cloud. Nice. Amazing. Honestly. Uh, and it must be the hippest cloud that's ever been. Honestly, so many compliments today. Hey Grace, you look great. Thanks. I mean, that's it. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, please leave us a positive review if you're still here. God bless you. You know, well done. It'd be great if you could leave us a review. Yeah. Go and watch Peter Kay's. Phoenix Knight. Phoenix Knight and Back Catalog. That's obviously. Back Catalog. That's another thing. Um, and yeah, just go and tell your friends about the podcast. It really helps us out. Uh, we have just loved being with you and just chatting about these great albums. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Why don't you listen to the albums? We'd love to hear what you think. Podcast at gmail.com. Get involved in our little listening club as we all listen together. Uh, we're having a great time. We hope you have a great week. Uh, and we will speak to you again next week. Bye. Bye.